Joe. Yeah. How are you today? Pretty good. How are you? Jacob <laughs> yeah, Levy tonight. Live March 12th, 2021. Again, we've kind of been doing the podcast live for a long time for the sake of um, getting it out as soon as it's done and not having to edit tons of things. But, uh, Joe, I know it's a good hair day when I get misgendered from the back. <laughs> Girl, I was in the McDonald's <laughs> drive through in St. One of them on Zumbel or something. And I, ha I was turned away from the window. Uh, and the young lady opened the thing and said, uh, ma'am, was that two Diet Cokes? And I turned around. Who, me? Not little old me. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, no. It, I mean, my hair looks pretty from the back. I mean, when it's down and it's washed, I mean... When it's up, I look like I'm wearing a powdered wig and, you know, I got, like, werewolf neck and shit. But when it's fresh and I'm from the back, girl, you could be looking at uh, a big old lady. <laughs> I bet I bet she, you made her day with your response. It's happened to me before. At CeCe's Pizza, I was sitting facing a young lady and, the, and a young lady with a cart came up behind us to see if we needed to get rid of any of our dishes. And she said... Uh, are you ladies done with this? Oh, sir, I'm sorry. Your hair is very pretty. <laughs> so, you know, um, really great stuff. Things are good. And uh, we're loving it. We're in this songwriting challenge. I don't think I played it at the top of this show, but the other day you heard that uh, Enya thing we're working on. I don't know if there's a background on that but we're trying our hand in all sorts of things right now we're diversifying i'm compiling content that we could launch on our next endeavor we'll always have the free access podcast this one probably but we uh we want to connect some of our more crafted work directly to uh the couple dozen of you that keep us going so you know we're looking down the pipe keep an eye out on that joe i'm thinking about publishing a book uh, oh really? Yeah, we need to work on that idea off mic. And um, hoodies are still happening. The seventy thousand dollar hoodie is as alive as ever. Um, and we're talking about doing a uh, sort of our take on a reality show for Patreon. And I'm just I'm still working on the logistics of how to make that work. But it's something I think about often. And when I say reality show, I mean I, I want to start some shit. I'm writing, I'm writing this down. It feels like our team meeting. Yeah, we're meeting here. We're meeting here with our audience. And the live and, show. Uh, we're trying late night. We typically do this at like 7 p.m. And live watchership is okay. Watchership, is that a word? It's fun to say. <laughs> and uh, But, um, you know, maybe a little late night. This is really the best time for me to fit it. It's been a crazy week at work. You know, um, I was telling Joe they're, you know, uh, shrinking the size of my campus for next year. So there's just a whole lot of stuff up in the air and a lot of transitions that have to happen. And, uh, you know, people are just, you know, living on a prayer out here in the crazy world. I'm using a different camera and let me, oh, that's not bad there. You look great on Facebook. I saw. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, um, um, insecure about the definition as much as the angle and, just this, I wish this mic was just here. You know, maybe I need to flip it the other way. I don't know. It's not a big deal. We can't talk about it because my mom will get mad. <laughs> but moving forward, you know, we're really not looking at diving too deep into ads. I'm like way off Facebook, um, not Facebook, YouTube as a consumer. Uh, and I'm not going to try to fill our content with ads, Joe, except for maybe Lion's Choice or Peloton or Sleep Number or Postmates. Those are things I use every day. Begging Lion's Choice, please. Um, please, if, if I just if I go out there and there's just a red duffel bag full of money, I'll know, and I'll know to spread the word of the choice of the lion. I had a lion choice the other day. I've been doing the two large beef and Swiss, which is like the steak hoagie thing. Mm. They call it a steak bun. Steak bun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was doing the king for a long time, which I still love. It's like a fistful of meat, though. I mean, <laughs> the large is a nice departure with the bread send the check new stimmy baby girl joe are you getting a stimulus check no i'm i'm dependent on my parents oh my you gotta cut the cord there brother because me and the missus honey we're gonna get some of that money back that we already injected into the economy 
I'm not gonna yeah. like I'm like, oh, what are you gonna do with your stimulus check? I don't know. I probably already spent it. You're the ideal person they give the stimulus check to because you give it right back. I already gave it. Yeah, they need people to spend it. I've been spending. I got a I got made fun of today by an old lady for um uh, my sleep number bed. She just thought it was too exp- too extravagant. And then I, and then I was in a happy hour call with a couple of other grown adults. <laughs> who? <laughs> who me? That little old me. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she said, "Oh, I'm sorry." I said, "No. I mean, my hair looks pretty from the back. I mean, <laughs> when it's down and it's washed. I mean, when it's up, I look like I'm wearing a powdered wig, and you know, I got like werewolf neck and shit. But when it's fresh and I'm from the back, girl, you could be looking at uh, a big old lady." <laughs> I bet, I bet she, you made her day with your response. It's happened to me before. At CeCe's Pizza, I was sitting facing a young lady, and, the, and a young lady with a cart came up behind us to see if we needed to get rid of any of our dishes. And she said, uh, are you ladies done with this? Oh, sir, I'm sorry. Your hair is very pretty. <laughs> so, you know, um, really great stuff. Things are good. And uh, we're loving it. We're in this songwriting challenge. I don't think I played it at the top of this show, but the other day you heard that uh, Enya thing we're working on. I don't know if there's a background on that, but we're trying our hand in all sorts of things right now. We're diversifying. I'm compiling content that we could launch on our next endeavor. We'll always have the free access podcast, this one probably, but we uh, we want to connect some of our more crafted work directly to uh, the couple dozen of you that keep us going. So, you know, we're looking down the pipe. Keep an eye out on that. Joe, I'm thinking about publishing a book. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, we need to work on that idea off mic. And um, hoodies are still happening. The $70,000 hoodie is as alive as ever. Um, and we're talking about doing a uh, sort of our take on a reality show for Patreon. And I'm just I'm still working on the logistics of how to make that work. But it's something I think about often. And when I say reality show, I mean I, I want to start some shit. I'm writing, I'm writing this down. It feels like our team meeting. Yeah, we're meeting here. We're meeting here with our audience. And the live and, show. Uh, we're trying late night. We typically do this at like 7 p.m. And live watchership is okay. Watchership, is that a word? It's fun to say. <laughs> and uh, But... Um, you know, maybe a little late night. This is really the best time for me to fit it. It's been a crazy week at work. You know, um, I was telling Joe they're, you know, uh, shrinking the size of my campus for next year. So there's just a whole lot of stuff up in the air and a lot of transitions that have to happen. And, uh, you know, people are just, you know, living on a prayer out here in the crazy world. I'm using a different camera. And let me, oh, that's not bad there. You look great on Facebook, I saw. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not um, um, insecure about the definition as much as the angle and just this. I wish this mic was just here. You know, maybe I need to flip it the other way. I don't know. It's not a big deal. We can't talk about it because my mom will get mad. (laughs) But moving forward, you know, we're really not looking at diving too deep into ads. I'm like way off Facebook, um, not Facebook, YouTube as a consumer. Uh, And I'm not going to try to fill our content with ads, Joe, except for maybe Lion's Choice or Peloton or Sleep Number or Postmates. Those are things I use every day. Begging lion's choice, please. Um, please. Reach out. If, if I just if I go out there and there's just a red duffel bag full of money, I'll know, and I'll know to spread the word of the choice of the lion. I had a lion's choice the other day. I've been doing the two large beef and Swiss, which is like the steak hoagie thing. Mm. They call it a steak bun. Steak bun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing the king for a long time, which I still love. It's like a fistful of meat, though. I mean. <laughs> The large is a nice departure with the bread. Send the check. New stimmy, baby girl. Joe, are you getting a stimulus check? No, I'm I'm dependent on my parents. Oh, my. You got to cut the cord there, brother, because me and the missus, honey, we're going to get some of that money back that we already injected into the economy. I'm not going to yeah. like, I'm like, oh, what are you going to do with your stimulus check? I don't know. I probably already spent it. You're the ideal person they give the stimulus check to because you give it right back. I already gave it. Yeah, they need people to spend it. I've been spending. I got a. I got made fun of today by an old lady for um, 
Uh, my sleep number badge, which I thought was too expa- too extravagant. And then I, and then I was in a happy hour call with a couple of other grown adults who apparently sleep on full-size beds. Both of them individually? Well, like, no, that's what I said. The one guy was saying that he sleeps on a full-size bed, like below a queen, like a jack-size bed. And then uh, I said, what? And then, like, what kind of bed does your wife have? He said, we sleep on the same bed. I said, what? <laughs> Do we all in a jack-size bed? So people are, but apparently it's because of the antique bed frame and they just love it as a piece of furniture. And I'm like, ugh. I might antique that motherfucker in half. Get me a queen between them. Yes. What are you typing? Did you see um, Matthew McConaughey wants Facebook. to be governor of Texas? Why don't you do me a favor, Joe? Can you come over here and shoot me in the fucking head? What <laughs> the right. fuck? Like, seriously, when they shot Harambe, I didn't know it was going to get this bad. I mean, yeah. look at this. I mean, Matthew McConaughey as governor of Texas. Let's talk about some other governors of Texas. George W. Bush was governor of Texas. Who's governor of Texas right now? Uh, Texas governor. Texas Gov. governor. Greg Abbott, Republican Party. We should have both known that. Why? I don't live in Texas. Uh, Greg Abbott. <laughs> I don't know. This is insulting. Man. I mean, seriously, what yeah. universe? Who could predict? I'm taking all the money I have in Acorns and Robin Hood, and I'm going to score residents in Texas so I can participate in that election cycle. Because that's <laughs> going to be Liddy Committee, sister. That's, yeah. I mean, you can take that to the bank. Having having Matthew McConaughey as the governor of Texas kind of you feels like said having... president. Because last president. time I knew who the government, the governor of Texas was, he ended up being the motherfucking president. <laughs> right. It kind of feels like having Elmer Fudd be the head of the NRA. That's what know? I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you're on the PTO with fucking Aquaman. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was bringing cupcakes to Lucy's class, and fucking Aquaman was there. Dude, that's actually what's going to happen, though, is oh, that no. these celebrity characters will eventually be in, begin to manifest. You know, like, we'll actually have the Avengers, like, running for Senate. Like, they won't just be running as actors, they'll be running as themselves, because that's how childish millennials are, you know? Oh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr.? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. He's got... I mean, he's got... He'll do whatever he wants. He'll do some stuff. He'll do something crazy. He'll go make... He'll. Tom Cruise is working on a movie in space. Fucking... He'll be in the sequel. Oh, I figured out why everybody wants to get to space. It's not just to leave the planet. Did you know that? Oh, my thought was they want to leave the planet with all of the positive resources and leave us with all the hot air and the poisoned water. Well, what I actually didn't realize was that, and we talked about it in physics, is that so the the asteroids or the comets, the asteroids, the asteroids and like the meteorites, they actually have uh, like so much precious metals so many precious metals and like so much of them and um their precious metals right now are worth more than like oil because and that's what china mostly produces and so whoever can figure out how to harvest precious metals from like uh space um but wouldn't it totally fuck up our economy yeah in fact it's to the point where they'll probably create their own nation like amazon will create its own nation the amazon it wouldn't be in the Amazon. No, but it would it's be not, the new Amazon. It's not good for warehouses down there. It'll be just the beginning of a new Blade Runner episode. Episode in installment the, in the Blade yeah. Runner saga. Joe, uh, I had you link this. We've all probably talked about this too much by now, but um, that rapey French skunk from Looney Tunes got canceled. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Now, I'm not going to talk to you about whatever you think rapey French Euro culture is that you wrote here. But I love Pepe Le Pew growing up, uh, and I understood it as an antiquated cartoon. I don't think any anybody I know like uh, emulated that behavior. I totally understand why it's problematic. Yeah. But was he still working? Like, was he still in shit? That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Was like, he still... oh, we're going to cancel a cartoon that's not been making money for 30 years? Like, um, like is he on... You know, what's really funny about that character is that when I 
when I like judged myself for doing something rather like if I was flirting with somebody and I felt rather gross. like gross Grandma about it and I felt like you know that was too much confident. I always did actually go back to that character to justify and like well you know you know if you really think about it you know I was just being schmulzy you know <laughs> I was just Maltzy. like yeah and uh well so I so get why they canceled about, it like um being flirty in a suggestive romantic way as like just a a joke uh yeah but kind of you know like yeah like for fun yeah yeah and are you saying somebody yelled at you for doing that no but you know occasionally you're, i wonder you're, myself you're being more careful about that behavior because of in light of peppy Le Pew not having a job anymore yes but no that's, no i mean i'm i'm not i'm not engaging that behavior right but i'm saying but that's what that's what you're saying is you maybe you're being a little more self-critical because yes. you want to make sure you're not just coming up on cats and kissing on them and just yeah, that's hugging right. them real hard and just kissing them real good over and over again. And then just being like, oh, he's just old-fashioned. Oh, he's French. That's he's French. I'd be offended if I was French. Yeah. Joe, did you see the statement from the official office of Donald J. Trump? <laughs> yeah, you sent brother, it to me. Brother, brother. Yeah. Um, like uh, the headline email. is that he hopes everyone remembers him when we get our coronavirus vaccines, but I'm looking for the actual screenshot. It's kind of that passive-aggressive thing your like, ex-boss who never said anything right sends to you. It's like, like after someone gets fired, them emailing, saying, I hope you know that the only reason you guys have that couch in the break room is because that was my couch. No, it can't be because of that because that's too harsh. I feel like it's kind of like a, like you know somebody who's kind of been excommunicated from the family, but it is an official, and they send you something kind of passive aggressive, but it's not really. They just don't know how to talk right. You know, <laughs> I have a lot of family members. Yo, like that. I need that statement. I don't have it in front of me. And I oh, you want the oh, you want the statement? Okay. I'm looking for it while you're talking. It should be the other way around. Right. That's funny. Oh, uh, but I'm still looking for it. I mean, he wants credit for the vaccine. I'm seeing all this, but where's the original? How come they're not linking the statement? Do I have to read this article? Is that what they're telling me? No, let's just go to the thing you sent statement. me. Statement. There it is. God, why? You, it's the internet. You yeah. think they'd make it? Why is it on Twitter? Twitter. You're gonna link it through your Twitter <laughs> to Joe Khalil. I hope everyone remembers when they're getting co the COVID-19, often referred to as the China virus vaccine, that if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting <laughs> that beautiful shot for five years at best and probably wouldn't get it at all. I hope everyone remembers. This is from the office of Donald J. Trump. Oh, my God. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America, though no longer. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So God is good. Uh, we shall <laughs> rejoice and be glad in it. He has bestowed upon us this blessing, and uh, we should not take it for granted that um, when you can't tweet, just make up your own office and put out memos that are, I don't know, conveniently the size of a tweet. So that's yeah. good. Hey, listen, I had forgotten about the calling it the China virus. I'm glad he reminded me that he does that. Mm-hmm. Did you see they're putting an island of condos in Lake of the Ozarks? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that is the dumbest one. That water is not Lake of the Ozark water. I don't know where they got all that nice blue water for the illustration. Yeah. Um, it makes me want to watch that show because I'm thinking, what if we put condos that each cost a third of a million dollars in the middle of fucking meth town? What you're not, what you're not uh, acknowledging is that they have to live on an island. How do they get... So are they going to get on the, their boats? Break. Oh, darn it. Did you not look at the illustration? <laughs> no, I didn't see the illustration. You just saw the headline? You didn't see the illustration? Do you think I... I actually, no, I saw, the, I saw the illustration. I you just didn't, didn't see, see the, the bridge. bridge. It was petite. Okay. Good point. It's good for them. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait for it to get fucking abandoned and be like a bunch of nice ass condos with a bunch of people exactly. get stabbed. You know what it's I mean? just it's just gonna become a Margaritaville golf course. Oh <laughs> Of course it, it is. At I, best. I'm calling it. That's at yeah. best. Yeah. So right. tell me about Rochester, New York. Oh yeah. I had an experience of going to Rochester, New York when I was in high school. 
So you um, feel like as a community, it's really effective. You were telling me this, and I wanted you to tell me about this on the show. You started to tell me, and I said, stop. Let's talk about it on air because it's just you and me this week. <laughs> well, it's kind of in light of all of the craziness you endure working in the St. Louis school system. But just like I went, we took a, a trip to Rochester, me and a team, um, to do a race, uh, a summit on race. It was kind of right during the Ferguson stuff, and I was kind of part of a panel talking about, you know, inner city schools and like, and kind of just the experience of, you know, whatever. And so, I w but we went there, and, and the kind of the, the dean of the district, you know, took us around and showed us, I mean, that city really has it figured out. I mean, they were busing kids from the from like the inner city or people that kind of have a more difficult home life out and they had like these parents like came to the forefront to like to house these kids during the week when they couldn't get home in the evening and, and they provided the kids with computers and all this stuff and like the public school is so big that it ha it houses all the kids really comfortably but also um, it has like an immense amount of trade opportunities so they teach them how to get like their they teach them how to work on cars they have like an, like a 12 car oh, garage like or a trade, trade education not trade as in market exchange no 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 um, but they like all the parents get all their cars worked on by these kids mm, at that's the school. what you were telling me yeah and like they just so you were saying was, like the community that you experience is built kind of around the school in a way that's really holistic and supportive Exactly. Yeah, and it, it was, and they didn't really. It felt like they weren't battling like private schools. They weren't battling other schools. It was kind of just this group of public schools, and they just really, it just worked. They just they figured it out, and like I just it blew me away because I thought it, it like living in St. Louis and being a kid, I was only like seventeen. I actually didn't think that it ever worked anywhere. I thought that's just the way the world was. Was just like there would be there are people that are underserved, and there are people who are you know privileged and like I went out there and, and some places and of course when I went to Germany I, I saw you know that to a huge extent but I mean I just couldn't believe that they had it figured out so well um, and so many people were so willing to come and help you know so shout out to them Irondequoit High School in Rochester New York mm -hmm. great <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean, no, it's just no, kind of beautiful. I love that. It's just kind of in light of like what we deal with here and just the craziness that's going on. I know it's hard to transition because you can't really talk about your work life, but well, it's. I mean, yeah, I just don't want to. Yeah, it's not that I can. Really? I tagged one of my former teachers on here. I really need to. I would love for him to see this and get on here eventually. You tagged him in the Facebook post. <laughs> Um, good, good. Okay, so we can cross that off the list. I don't know. That just reminded me because we were talking, you know, I feel like a lot of depression and anxiety that I experience amongst my friends and myself even that comes from this like unhealthy and unnatural kind of structure of our workforce that you and me always talk about. One of these days, this mic stand is going to work. It's going to be right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I know this is something you and I talk about a lot. We're shoved into this highly competitive and disproportionately overwhelming experience with no real emotional equipment we get mad at people who even express that they can't handle it we were talking about this the other day like people that like their jobs we get mad at them exactly and people that say hey i'm a little stressed out this is kind of too much going on they say well tough everyone's like that this is what life is like <laughs> you said that to me earlier and i almost threw the phone no i didn't say i i said I said, this is life, though. Like, it's going really good compared to, like, what, you know, and you're doing really great. I was just really happy for you that the, your life is taking the changes, that it's taking the roads that it's taking. Jesus. I can't make a sentence. Like, I everything I say, I mean, what everything, everything I say has, like, a complete, like, a grammatical, like, atrocity in it. It's not your fault. I think you were failed by the same school system that I work for. Yeah. I feel like one-hit wonders are the purest form of art. You know what a one-hit wonder is? What is it? Like, um, like some, like a, like a artist or or whatever of any kind will just have one thing that's really successful, and then they'll never do anything else. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, um, 
do you need an example? Uh, I was thinking the uh, the grill. What is that? The George Foreman grill. But I think George Foreman actually had no, a long see, he, career. That's, that's a bad example because he had a career before that. All right, okay. O.J. Simpson. Um, <laughs> you know, see, he had a football career and then murdered several people. Yeah, you can kind of pick and choose with that. What is one hit at Wonder Woman? Yeah, I mean, and then he had like a like a rap video he did when he was living in Florida for a little bit. I mean, it was he he's been he's been around. <laughs> he wrote a book about how he killed his wife, but it was hypothetical. Um, let's think. Um, but so we're so used to things getting sequel to death, but I think some things just grace us with their mist, and they're just so good. Like, um, you ever see the Blair Witch Project? Yeah, you think about that movie a lot. I love that movie. Well, because that was it's like the weird. first like found footage like thriller movie we had. And yeah, I guess. So. And again, when I was a little kid, now it's a whole cinematic universe, right? But when I was a little kid, it was like the first movie kind of like that, and there was still the 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 like curiosity, the, the mystique the of that it was real or whatever. Right. Because you know what I mean? Because it wasn't. You know, it was. It was the whole gimmick was the the shtick really. And so, like, it was. It, imagine if they had just done that one thing and never addressed it, never talked about it, and just <laughs> dropped it and just ghosted, right? Like, it would have yeah. been perfect. Like, think about, like, Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. Do you know that song? Yeah. So, it's like a, its own little culty hit or whatever, but it's totally immortalized in this absolute wrecking ball of a film. And then that lady just vanishes. Like, she's like a bus driver now or some shit, and that's totally okay solitary lightning bolt of creativity that strikes only once but leaves that big of a mark anyway we listen to that song here in this house all the time that movie I didn't know won all the oscars the year i was born what silence of the lambs oh yeah, yeah. that was in that movie that's why it's so famous oh i would think well that's then that's hard to know it's hard to yeah. know if we'd be listening to that song if it wasn't in that scene in that movie Jeff Buckley, you make me think about him a lot. Yeah, it's kind of a weird... Uh... Absolute smash record with Grace and then literally drowned night swimming. Sober, apparently. That's like, weird. That's beautiful. Like, that's the precious art that really drives our culture forward. It's not always the people. It's not always, like, the titans. Like, O.J. Simpson, like you mentioned, you freak. Some Titans price themselves out of accessibility, like Billy Joel or Garth Brooks. Madonna used to poison the water on LimeWire. Did you ever... LimeWire was before you. Of course I know LimeWire. I was just talking about this with our friends in Ground Control, this hot local band that's going to be on the show really soon. Um, Madonna used to release versions of her songs where like would start off as the song and then it would cut to an overdub of her yelling at people for sealing her music like real metallic <laughs> so shit. awesome it would go like like oh. a virgin It'd be like this is madonna why are you stealing madonna you know you know what they should do they need to repl like people who repost other people's uh only fans on pornhub they should just flood pornhub with videos of their uh, only fans and it's just you see the first photo so you don't know what it is and then they just scold you is you that know? a big i'm not really in, into the pornography like i'm I, I don't know anything about it either i just was saying you know that there's a problem of people stealing only fans content to put on the hub of course yeah i haven't I heard mean, that's that. what yeah I've, yeah it's so i'm saying problem. it's a step forward in your algorithm i you know <laughs> what I've, I've never really messed with only fans maybe we need one <laughs> i would uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> You're going to be shooting all the content, so you better <laughs> yeah, lube up, right. Junior. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the people want. I mean, it, it could be tasteful. I don't know what they want. It doesn't have to be savage. Well, they're advertising OnlyFans now like it's a place to learn guitar or something. Like they're I'm not like, doing you know, that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, learn how to DJ, and everybody, and all the comments are just like, really? On like, OnlyFans? <laughs> Yeah, OnlyFans. Well, that's originally what OnlyFans was. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be that platform, but it became that. It was like Patreon, but for videos, more videos. But you can do videos on Patreon. Is there yeah. porn on Patreon? I don't know. Probably. We gotta well, look into all of this because I thought we were gonna have to do an OnlyFans and a Patreon, but if we could just consolidate them. Is there porn on Patreon? Careful. Maybe use an incognito tab. Nah. 
Yeah, I know what that I'm is. going in raw. Yeah. Fed John CEO responds to criticism from adult. Yeah, so there is. Well, okay, so it does it has it had a crackdown, but the um they do have I can't be stifled like this. I'll mail everybody a thumb drive. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put an SD card in your mom's mailbox. <laughs> yeah. Not your mom. I meant somebody the audience's mother. Yeah. The proverbial. That made it sound she like I was going to give your mom an SD card with naked pictures of me on it, and that was not my intention <laughs> to make it sound like that. That's not what I wanted to convey. She would only understand if it was on, like, a Zune or something. Emily Bronte. You know uh, Emily Bronte? No, you've only ever read Song of Solomon. Yeah. Emily Bronte, another example. Emily Bronte. Bronte. Uh, a great novel. example of a one-hit runder. She wrote my favorite book, Wuthering Heights, largely in secret. It's a very complex story with this brooding romance that spans these characters' like entire lives. And she wrote the whole thing like in secret. It's the only book she ever wrote. She worked on it for years and never really told anybody else. I think her sister was also a, a successful writer, or she uh, ended up having written, penned some things. They, those would be some of those people. It's been a long time since college. But I know her sister wrote a couple of things that were great, and then, but yeah, Emily wrote that totally in secret or whatever. J.D. Salinger. Not related. Catcher in the Rye, One Hit Wonder. Was that his only book, though, for real? Only book. Only book. He did stories in magazines. I watched that. My other movie. favorite book is called A Confederacy of Dunces, and it is uh, by a guy, John Kennedy Toole, or O'Toole. And uh, he killed himself before it was published, and his mom made him publish it. Made people, somebody publish. She found a publisher for it, and <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, really good. It's, it's a really beautiful book. It's a really great um, depiction of New Orleans. It's really entertaining, but yeah, really sad. One hit wonder, and kind of that's a different category. I think at least a one hit wonder, you get to enjoy your hit before you're dead. I think typically is how I like those. I feel like books are one of the things that God, it's really I wrote hard. this in here. And because I thought this <laughs> happened to me today, I have kind of been sharding at work sometimes. <laughs> I've been getting the calls. It's I don't want to say it happens a lot, it, but it's happened more than once. It's happened enough times that today I thought I told I was driving and I coughed and I thought when I coughed that I totally <laughs> shit my pants a little bit. <sighs> but it turns out uh, that was a false alarm. Must have just been a hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but here's the thing i was totally prepared even if i had sharded today because i've been carrying wet wipes and fresh boxer briefs in my backpack in case i shard at work it's happened i guess twice uh can i can i do the the can i do you calling me about sharding i don't remember this but yeah joe <laughs> i did it again <laughs> Yeah, it was you. <laughs> I did it! It happened again! <laughs> oh. So, last week we had a really great, um, speaking of sharding, we had a really great shoot with uh, the Defeated County, and they're going to be back here soon on the podcast to perform for us live. We're going to leave today with a clip from their time with us here last week, I think. I have to figure out how to do that before that really takes full effect. Uh... But um, I also was out this evening shooting some more material for uh, our musical guest segments of the show. So that is something that we're growing. Um, again, bands, uh, local bands like Crystal Lady and Ground Control and, of course, The Defeated County will be back. Caroline uh, and Buddy will be in um, as soon as we can all get our schedules on the same page. We're going to pre-record some of these. Some of these will be live, but musical guests are definitely um, still a part of the show that are emerging. I feel like we've been talking about it for a lot longer than the content has been ready, and that's my fault probably. Um, Joe, I feel like um, we got to get through some of this stuff. I was driving the other day, and I saw this fence like around a cemetery, and I was sitting there, and... It had barbed wire, but facing, like, inward. Like, they were going to keep the dead people in there. And I'm like, that's really weird. That's a weird move. I totally get keeping people out so they don't mess with stuff. Um, and there was a place in the fence where you could feasibly jump over because of some previous damage. Like, a tree had fallen, and they took the tree away. And it showed me that history creates 
opportunities. We document trauma and we celebrate milestones, but we don't intrinsically look for opportunities in those things. You reminded me of that today, saying that, you know, um, my my career is gonna, gonna go off on a new act. It's gonna go off onto a new tangent, a new leg of the, uh, the thing, you know what I mean? Lots of transitions happening in all kinds of uh, industries locally since the, the coronavirus. And coronavirus! <laughs> and uh, and so I think I think you're right. I think we need to look to celebrate those opportunities. Have we ever talked about my friend Wendell or Petra, the <laughs> hookah lounge I used to always hang out at? <laughs> Which one is that? It was on, it's called like the tree or something now, but it was on like, like, Delmar? Junietta. It was on like Junietta at Grand, South Grand. And when we oh, were like no. 18, 19, we hung out there all the time because we couldn't go to bar bars because we were... yeah. We weren't 21 yet, so we went to this hookah bar, and we hang out there forever. And we started hanging out with this guy named Wendell, who was older than us, black dude, um, easily 30s for sure. In my head, he looks just like Morgan from The Walking Dead, but he must must look slightly different because he wasn't the same person. Um, oh my and, God, I know this guy. And we knew Wendell as uh, like an artist. He was like a painter. He was a very gifted uh visual artist and he would tell us he would talk to us about that kind of stuff and he always hung out <laughs> at this hookah bar and then um and then we didn't see him anymore for a while and it turns out it's because he was a violent cocaine addict and had like <laughs> th- like threatened everybody that worked there or something while we weren't there and uh, so i didn't see him for like a really long time and then one time i was uh in like clayton like standing in this crosswalk in front of the bread company no not clayton what's that called the central west end um yeah. And I was standing in front of the, the Panera or St. Louis Bread Co. there. Excuse you. And this guy comes walking up to me, and he's laughing. And I'm like, oh, Christ. Because like, me and my mom attract these kind of people. These, uh, <laughs> right. You know, like um, flamboyant uh, uh, criminal types. And he comes up to me, and he texts me. And he's like, man, you remind me of a friend of mine. I'm like, holy shit, it's Wendell. The violent cocaine addict that I was, that we were, we thought he was so cool. And then we never saw him again. And, uh, he had just gotten out of the hospital. He was even wearing his little bracelet still. And he was telling me all about why he was in there. And I really don't think he knew that I was me, but he thought I looked like me. And it kind of, um, reminded me repeatedly of oh this is going to happen again right right like and how many times has that happened like how many times have you met somebody that you worked with and you're like oh that guy's that's a normal dude and then it (laughs) turns out they're no actually oftentimes it's literally they turn out to be a violent cocaine addict that's kind of (laughs) crazy how often that happens (laughs) and that they start off as oh that's like i worked with this guy at bread co coincidentally in 2008 i worked for the original St. Louis Breadco store. Um, and there was a guy there that was like, yeah, man, I'm just, he was a really nice, like older than me, white guy, glasses, kind of smaller, like not, not too descript, no visible tattoos or anything. And he was the same way. He was like, so what are you, uh, what are you into? And I'm like, well, I play music and I'm in school and I talk like this apparently. He's like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> trying to stay out of trouble. I'm like what? He said, yeah, I'm just trying to get hours. I got like three jobs. I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Turns out this guy uh, was also, uh, at least formerly, a violent cocaine addict. And couldn't, be, couldn't be trusted to close <laughs> right. at the bread company. because I guess they thought he, would, they were, he was going to steal all the stale bagels that they th- give to the priest at the end of the evening. And uh, that place ended up closing because of a lot of behavior like that. But... Uh, I don't even know what we're supposed to learn from that. I don't know what opportunities I'm supposed to glean from the violent cocaine addicts that sneak into my environment. And I don't know if it's pure cocaine, because that's dangerous. You know, I don't know if it's crack. Some of my friends and I have a saying. We say, nothing matters. None of it matters. Because that nihilism is liberating. <laughs> That's your, Isn't what are it? you, like, 
Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> it's my um, Timon and Pumbaa have uh, nothing have a, else matters. Uh, it means no worries. Um, Akuna Matata. That's what you're saying. That's my Akuna Matata. Is what you're trying to say? That's the that's the kind of people Kirkwood High School breeds. People that remember shit from Disney movies. You jack wagon, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> but isn't it easier if there's no sentient? monarchical god watching my every move shouldn't i thank him for that i mean we say this all the time joe we hate being <laughs> micromanaged thank the god that doesn't exist for you thank you god for not scrutinizing my constant failures <laughs> threatening me with eternal damnation for things that could have been solved with parenting <laughs> right i mean my god i was just talking about this earlier like with some friends of mine like it's no secret you know i'm uh and it's, we're 45 minutes in i'm probably exiting my whole industry entirely i'm probably going to go pursue radically different work than i've done for 10 years and that's totally fine because people do that it's really healthy it's a really healthy place covid changed a lot of things i haven't drank alcohol in almost a year that's a big deal for me and it's allowed me to make decisions and growth in areas i wasn't prepared to and it would be way too much pressure if all of that was up to some grand design. It's hard enough to be me. You got to remember. You got to remember when it feels like this career situation is the end of the world that we're really just particles <laughs> on a particle orbiting right. a particle. And did you know that our solar system is part of an orbiting like a uh, a fucking helix of shit flying through space? Did you did you ever see that gif? Of the planets, right. and it's moving? What? <laughs> right. So, and I mean, that's all if, if you believe in space. We do have people that listen to this show who believe that space is fake. Walt Disney and, and Warner Von Braun came up with space in the 40s. You can Google all that. That's not what this show is about. Think about it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but the, the richest people in the world are tr trying right now, dumping all of their resources and trying to get the rest of their resources off of this fucking planet with the rest of us. And they're having a hard time. Elon just crashed a thing the other day. Did one of Elon's things go boop? Yeah. I mean, and he you would think he'd be the guy. So him and the Kardashians are going to be a little bit older before they get up to space to get away from us. It's going to happen, but thank God it doesn't matter. You know, the idea of space has always been more proof that there's a creator, in my opinion. Because if you think about when you design a video game, have you ever, like, left, like, a video game that is an open world and you've left the main, uh, you know, terrain and you just end up in this kind of, like, nothingness abstract? Like, it's like a white, you know, with, like, grid lines, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's basically what space is. And, like, that feels like God was kind of de designing this, this video game and he just kind of focused on this one spot and then was just like, well, and then there's kind of all this other space. I have to give him a few million light years so they can't ever get out of that, you know. But this is what it all took. I needed this much space to create this thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and they're saying that, you know, space being vacuumous is uh, because... We're not going to talk about this. I'm not a physicist. <laughs> right. But I think that's all out of my grand focus of control. And I find that to be super liberating. Can you imagine if I actually had to make choices that affected all that stuff? I couldn't handle that kind of pressure. Yeah. Man, you, you, I don't know if you're good late. <laughs> but that doesn't mean stuff isn't real. Just because it doesn't matter doesn't mean it's not real. Do you understand the difference? No. <laughs> Because it's it's all real. It just really doesn't matter. Right. Well, that's kind of a thought process that stoners have always had that I've never understood. Because, like, you know, when I'm sitting in my car, like, just feeding on, like, you know, chicken sandwiches, like, like there's nothing comforting about thinking, like, you know, if I just disappeared, it wouldn't even matter. I'm just, a, I'm like, among all these other people in this ant colony, you know? People are important. People are important. That's what I'm trying to say. But the grand system, I mean, the farther you zoom out, the less it matters. And I just think that that's a good exercise to do 
if you're really worrying about it a lot. If you're really losing sleep over XYZ at your job, remember that somebody not that far away from you doesn't even fucking know that job exists. It's also true. I've never yeah. been. Your job could be totally fake. I see you FaceTime me in front of a TV with some taps sometimes. That could be in your fucking basement. <laughs> right. For all I know. And so if you were to get all upset about your job uh, pouring Coors Light and selling onion rings, you know, <laughs> I've never even been there. And I am very important. <laughs> right. I am a big deal. If I have not eaten at a place, do, is it even, has anyone really how do i know that there's even food there yeah you're not missing much it's basically the same thing i'm not coming yeah. out there eventually you will if they open no, one won't. at eichelberger in hampton i'll try it maybe carry yeah. out it can't handle your clientele no they better have cream freeze yeah no there's no cream freeze <laughs> no you would be unimpressed with the menu you go to some pretty amazing restaurants with very special items oh yeah what do you what are you thinking uh, the King Swiss. Oh, King I'm just King kidding. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm. Meat. I've just never seen somebody throw back oysters like you have. Like meat? just without, without. Because usually oysters are usually like this specialty delicacy for people in the Midwest. Like oysters? who? Oh, at Juniper maybe. Yeah, we had them at Juniper, and like if you have an oyster in the Midwest, it's kind of like, wow, you're gonna like eat, you're gonna eat that minnow. You know, it's like ah for fun, you know. But you're just sitting there like throwing back oysters, like you were born to do it, like you were raised in New Orleans. I was so impressed. Well, that's nice of you. And then your brother-in-law was talking about how fishy his was because uh, it was dead. He had a dead right. one because technically they're alive. Right. That's an unfortunate thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, were you were you with us for the performance the other day with the defeated county? Some of it. I had to I had to leave, and I tipped over That's a right. bunch of mics. You helped us. Um, you helped us set that up, but you couldn't necessarily stay for the uh, the show. I had an exam. That's right. That's right. So we had one little sound snafu. Uh, just where the, you know, they got warmed up and it and it got a little loud, but the um, but the actually it ended up being really really great. It was a really great performance. Yeah, they had really they had some really interesting uh, songs from what I was hearing when they were sure. warming up. Some sure. Cool lyrics. Cool lyrics. They had really cool lyrics. Yeah. So. That's the Defeated County. Those are good friends of mine, Langan and Irene. And they have another partner that's, uh, as soon as she's feeling up to it, they're going to be back in here with us. Could be as soon as this coming week. And uh, I think we wanted to try to share with you some of uh, their performance from here last week. Uh, I've never done this exact feature in this program before. So it's uh, we're going to roll the dice, Joe. What do you think? I'm I'm here ready uh, I'm ready for it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, hold the line. I would like there are certain Holding the line. What is our Twitch? Are we getting some Twitch attention? Is anybody watching on Twitch? Oh. Yeah, give me that information. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. I'm seeing something. Wait, is that the current video camera? Is that what's happening? So here's the deal. I don't know how to jump forward in it once we're doing it. Well, I mean, perhaps. Try turning it off and on again? Well, it's not even... Here, here, here we go. Here we go. We I, could do a segment what? of Cancel Joe. 
I'm about to. <laughs> um, oh no, I'm not. I'm afraid to even inquire about what I brought that up about. Joe has this series of opinions that I swear <laughs> are so problematic. <laughs> we really do need to. We need to figure like, out a way. That to could be its own them. show, and if we did that on yeah. Patreon, it would be really good. Yeah, I'd have to put my entire career at stake, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, we should make it a campaign. We should make it 90 days to cancel Joe. And maybe I'll get famous. Famous out of getting canceled. I was about to say, like... Nobody cared until I got canceled. <laughs> like Pepe Le Pew, the pubes. The pubes. <laughs> Pepe Le Pubes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the defeated county. I like you just the way you are Please don't ever learn to play guitar Please don't end up in the bars They're gonna take you so far away Take you so far away But only take you so far Take you so far away, take you so far away, but only take you so far. Far lights can make a pretty girl's eyes. Look at guys like me sometimes. But I grew up, girl, just for you. Please don't tell me that you're going to Take me so far away, take me so far away To only take me so far Take me so far away, take me so far away To only take me so far Cause I like you just the way you are Don't ever learn to play guitar Please don't end up in the bars They're gonna take you so far away Take you so far away To only take you so far Take you so far away Take you so far away To only take you so far Take you so far away, take you so far away to only take you so far. Take you so far away, take you so far away to only take you so far. And I like you just the way you are. It's it's funny playing into silence. Um, but thank you. I know you guys are there, and it's it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> we just have a couple it's fun more. To play it all in COVID. Yeah, it's so we're so grateful to be here. Thank you all so much. Um, gosh, getting to play is wonderful. We actually just have two more songs, and. Uh, I will start to play them. <laughs> oh my god, isn't my stage banter so good, guys? We were just talking about how good my stage banter was. I was like, I'm so good at it. And yeah. It's like... <clears throat> All right. This song is called Dissecting the Lamb. Catch for Langstar and tear it apart Catch a falling star and tear it apart Just to see 
what it looks like in the palm of your hand just to know what I feel like in the palm of your hand dissecting the land those hard in your Dissecting the land Force hard in your hands Tell me who asked for this sacrifice Tell me who asked for this sacrifice Catch the lead lightning bugs and put them in a jar Catch the little lightning bugs and put them in a jar. But oh, the feeling in the morning when you realize you forgot. To poke holes in the lid, dissected the lamp. Those hard in your hand, dissecting the lamp. Those hard in your hand. Tell me who asked for this sacrifice. Tell me who asked for this sacrifice. Tell me who. For this sacrifice, tell me how ask for this Catch a falling star and tear it apart. Good job, Irene. <laughs> this is Irene Allen. Thank you. She is harmonist. I'm trying Maisonor. to be Devin Cahill, who is not here. Yeah. We love you, Devin. We love you, Devin. We love you, Russ and Simon and Jeremy to too. The we're, rest of the band. We're actually normally part of a six-piece band. Um, there's a lot of us. Uh, and so this is super different for us, and we they are super glad to be here doing it. Yeah, you see what happens when y'all aren't here, so. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for leaving us, guys. But really, no, we love you. And we're going to play one more song. Thank you so much to Lindsay and to all the staff at NPR for having us on. And, um, yeah, everybody stay strong. We're not, like, the most up lifting band but <laughs> we want you to 
be alive and be happy. I just realized I need to tune, so now we have to do awkward stage banter for just like a few more seconds. This reminds me of a time in our history um, that you're probably all thinking of right now. Oh. The Spanish Civil War. Yes. That's right. I feel like a lot of my songs really inspire people to actually think about uh, the War of 19... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was March. That was not ni- March not nineteen nineteen oh four. What what was the one where American tried to take Canada? <laughs> I just watched the South Park movie last night. They did that and that. There was some war where America that, that really happened. That was the thing. Uh, I'm smart. My band is called the Defeated County. <laughs> and uh, this song is. Oh, don't forget to not say the curse words in it. Oh, sorry. No, no. Oh, these just yeah, in the song we have to we have to edit some of our songs right. um, because I tend to say the f word a lot, and I don't know if that's as okay here or not. So we're classily editing them out because classy. classy. We hope you'll all think of the f word as we sing. Yeah, like can well I'll try to like blink hard at you guys when you should be thinking the f word. There must be more Chemicals and science Balancing our diets Counting our carbs, our lines Hoping not to die Crossing our fingers, our hearts Hoping not to die
Chemicals and Science.